Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Where do things stand in the New York Giants' search for a defensive coordinator to replace Wink Martindale? Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. And subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View radio network. All right, the Giants still don't have a coordinator in place to replace Wink Martindale following the uh, Brian Dable Wink Martindale, very acrimonious divorce. Few developments uh, over the weekend, and I thought we would discuss those first. The Giants interviewed Denard Wilson, defensive backs coach for the Baltimore Ravens, for a second time on Saturday, virtual interview, as the Ravens had the day off in preparation for Sunday's AFC championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Full disclosure, I'm recording this podcast on Sunday before the Ravens and the Chiefs face off in that title game. So if anything happens in terms of the coordinator search on Monday, we will be sure to update you on BigBlueView.com and here on our YouTube channel as well. All right, let's get back to talking a little bit about Denard Wilson. The fact that Wilson had an interview with the Giants on Saturday that made his second interview. There's an assumption across social media, across X, um, in, in discussion on the comment in the comments at Big Blue View, that that automatically makes Wilson the uh, the leader in the clubhouse, the favorite for the job. If and when the Ravens are are done playing this year, I'm not sure that that is exactly true. It makes Wilson a very strong candidate. Wilson has never been a defensive coordinator, but he's done really good work with the Jets, with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's worked with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And of course, last year with the Ravens, his secondaries have always been good. I don't have all the statistics in front of me, but He's regarded as a really good coach. He's regarded as a guy who will eventually be a coordinator. He's 41 years old right now. There are a lot of people in Philadelphia who think that the Eagles would have saved themselves a lot of trouble in the 2023 season had they simply given the defensive coordinator job to Wilson last year. Instead of going outside the organization and hiring Sean Desai, which didn't work out. And then, of course, Desai was replaced by Matt Patricia during the season. Both Desai and Patricia no longer with the Eagles, 
who now will have their defense run by longtime veteran defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. But uh, like I said, there are people in Philly, I've seen comments from players and others thinking that that Wilson should have just gotten that job to begin with. And the Giants... Yeah, it's an interesting situation. Do they want to hire somebody who's who's been a coordinator before? Do they want to hire an up-and-coming coach and give him his first opportunity to run a defense? I really think that what it comes down to is the person and what that person does in the interview process, what Brian Dable and Joe Shane find out about, about the candidate. It comes down to getting the right person, whether it's a guy who's done it before or whether it's a guy on the on the way up who gets who is looking for his first opportunity to run his own show. Now, here's the thing about about Denard Wilson. There's competition for Wilson. The Giants are not the only team out there interested in talking to Denard Wilson. He's had interviews with the Titans, I believe, and with the Rams. And there's also the possibility that Denard Wilson could end up as defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens in 2024. There's some speculation. One of the two remaining coaching openings is with the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks have conducted a an exhaustive process, interviewing more than a dozen candidates, interviewing many of those, including Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, twice. So there's speculation that the Seahawks want to add young Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, another guy considered to be a rising star in the coaching business. They want to add Mike McDonald to the list of candidates that they have interviewed. If Mike McDonald was to get that job in Seattle, it might be a natural move for the Ravens to to simply move Denard Wilson into the defensive coordinator role there. So we still have to see how all of this plays out. And as I said earlier, I'm recording this before the Ravens-Chiefs game on Sunday. Obviously, if the Ravens, if the Ravens lost that game, then you know McDonald would be available to uh, to Seattle. Wilson would be available to take a job if he wanted it. You know, with the Giants or or one of the other teams he's interviewed with. If the Ravens are in the Super Bowl, and the Seahawks, for example, are adamant that they want to add McDonald to their list then this is going to go on for a couple more weeks, most likely. Um, you know, Wilson could wait to find out what happens with McDonald. So, so we'll see what happens. It, this could end soon. It could take a few more weeks. We'll have to see. I don't get concerned about, uh, about how quickly it gets done. I simply would like to see the Giants get the right person. Is that Denard Wilson? I don't know for sure. Other than you know what I read and, and, and a little bit that that I've been able to learn. I, I don't know a whole lot about Wilson other than other than what you can find 
you know, by, by reading his background and reading what people say about him. The other candidate who was added to the Giants list, which I believe is now up to seven candidates that they've interviewed, is an interesting name. Brendan Daly of the Kansas City Chiefs did a virtual interview with the Giants on Saturday as well. Same situation as Wilson you know, with the day off um, and with the league rules the way that they are. Daly was able to interview virtually with the Giants on Saturday. That is Daly's first interview with the Giants. The way that the league rules work, the Giants were able to uh, to interview Denard Wilson virtually the first week of the playoffs because the Ravens weren't playing. The Chiefs were in the wild card round, so Daly was not available for interviews. He was available for an interview on Saturday. Daly has a really interesting background. He's 48 years old. He's worked with the Patriots. He's worked with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been a defensive line coach. He's been a linebackers coach. Daly has been part of five Super Bowl winning teams. Never been a defensive coordinator, but he has extensive experience he's he's been a lot of places that have won he's obviously you know learned from bill belichick he worked with brian dable for a few years in new england so there's a connection there the other really interesting connection for giants fans with brendan daly is two-time giants defensive coordinator and former interim head coach steve spagnolo spags hired Daly to be the defensive line coach with the then St. Louis Rams when Spagnola was the head coach there from 2009 to 2011. In Kansas City, Spags brought Daly back to work on his staff there as well. So I'm certain that that the Giants can get a good recommendation, get good info on Daly from Spagnolo. Also, with Dable having had a personal connection with him, he's an intriguing name to watch as well. Recently, the Giants also interviewed Bobby Babich, linebackers coach with Buffalo. That another name to watch. We'll have to see, you know, if the Giants bring Babich back for a second interview. But he's another guy considered to be a riser who will eventually be a defensive coordinator. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, right now it's sort of trending toward the Giants hiring a first-time coordinator, hiring a guy who's considered a riser in the industry, kind of like Brian Dable did with Mike Kafka a couple of years ago. We'll see how it all pans out, but this could end quickly this this week. And, you know, if, if Daly or Denard Wilson is the choice, and and one of those guys, you know, one of those guys will be available this week. So this could end quickly. It could take a few more weeks. As I said, I look at it as just get it right. Get the guy that you're comfortable with. Get the guy you think will do the best job. You know, I would prefer to see a guy, you know, Wilson, I think, is steeped more in the three, four sort of background, which is what the Giants have played in recent years. I'm a little bit leery of the idea of bringing in a guy who's more of a 4-3 guy simply for the reason that, you know, Dexter Lawrence has become an all-pro at the nose. The the Giants have drafted defensive linemen like DJ Davidson 
and Jordan Riley. They've brought in a guy like Rakeem Nunez-Roches. They've drafted linebackers like Kayvon Thibodeau and, and Aziz Ojolari on the edge. They've got Micah McFadden. They signed Bobby Okereke. Their front seven on defense is stacked with personnel who were brought in to be three, four type players. So they would have to make some, some adjustments, not only in, uh, not only in learning a new scheme, but Joe Shane would then be tasked with figuring out, you know, which guys really fit in a four, three and, and probably looking to make some personnel changes there. And I think that that could slow the development, slow the learning curve of the Giants' defense in 2024. That's something I would hope to avoid. But again, if the if Brandon Daly wants to run a 3-4, Brandon Daly, excuse me, wants to run a 3-4, and the Giants think he's the best guy, they think he's the best coach, then so be it. Um, you know, I do worry a little bit, especially about, about moving Dexter Lawrence off the nose where he's been so successful the past couple of years. But, you know, that's a decision for Brian Dable and for for the for Joe Shane and for the coaching staff and for guys who know a lot more about the intricacies of the game and about Dexter Lawrence's capabilities than I do. Couple more things to address, Giants fans, on your uh, on your Monday morning here. I wanted to talk just briefly about free agency and about one potential free agent in particular. There's been a lot of speculation lately about the idea that the Giants would pursue Buffalo Bills wide receiver Gabe Davis in uh, in free agency. And and listen, I wouldn't doubt if any of that is true. Joe Shane was part of the Buffalo Bills front office that uncovered Davis in the draft, that found him, made him a a fourth-round pick in the 2020 draft out of Central Florida. So, you know, a guy that that not a lot of people were were as high on it as the Bills apparently were. So you know the Buffalo front office, which Shane, where Shane was assistant GM at the time, scouted, liked Davis, brought him in. Brian Dable was offensive coordinator in Buffalo at the time, so he obviously was also part of that process. He was part of the coaching staff that developed Davis into a big play weapon in Buffalo. So I'm not going to be surprised even a little bit if. There's truth to the to the idea that the Giants would be interested in going out and getting Gabriel Davis and bringing him to the Giants in 2024. I have mixed feelings about Davis to the Giants. You look at Gabriel Davis's numbers, I think his career high over four seasons is 48 catches, his career high in receiving yards is 836. He's had 20. One thing that's really interesting with Davis is that in four years, he's scored 27 touchdowns. Seven in each season, except for 2021 when he had six. He's a six foot two, 225 pound player 
who would bring a, a, a physical build, bring a physical type presence to the Giants receiving room that they don't have. They just don't have anybody on the outside with that build. You know, my concern is, I mean, his, his stat line you know, looks a lot, feels a lot like Darius Slayton. You know, this this is a guy who averages for his career. He's averaging, I'm just trying to find here his his yards per catch, 16.7 yards per catch. This feels a lot like a bigger version of Darius Slayton, you know, production-wise, speed-wise, usage-wise. And I wonder, you know, with a guy like Davis, do the Giants, do, do Joe Shane and Brian Dable think he can be a true number one? He really hasn't shown that. He's he's had some inconsistencies. His catch percentage over the years is only in the 50s, which isn't great. So you wonder, you know, how much more upside there is in Gabriel Davis or if, if what we've seen in, in his four years in Buffalo is what he is. I wonder, you know, what that would mean. You bring Davis in, what would that mean for for Darius Slayton, who's been the Giants' leading receiver for the for four of of his five NFL seasons? What would that mean for Jalen Hyatt, speedster that the Giants drafted in the third round and are still high on? Hyatt maybe didn't have the uh, the the season that the Giants hoped for as a rookie, but. You bring in a guy like Davis, you pay him good money, and he's going to play. The question would be, you know, whose snaps is he going to take? What would that mean for the development of Jalen Hyatt? You know, the Giants shouldn't be afraid to to draft or sign someone over Jalen Hyatt, but I just wonder, I just wonder, you know, which player would be most affected in terms of playing time if if you bring in a guy like Gabe Davis. And I just wonder about, I don't know what kind of contract it would require to get Davis, but it, if you have to pay him like a number one wide receiver, then are you truly getting what you're paying for? Or can he be what you're paying for? The Giants went through that the other, uh, they went through that a few years ago, with uh, with Kenny Galladay. A few years ago they paid even before that they paid Golden Tate to uh to try to be a number 1 and he wasn't he wasn't that. So I just wonder if production and price would match for Gabe Davis. Obviously if you do that it may also impact what the Giants do in the draft. If you go out and get a Gabe Davis or another big time wide receiver in free agency. There's been a lot of uh, speculation, mock drafts focused on the Giants going wide receiver at number six in, in the first round. And maybe if you're if you sign a Gabe Davis, then maybe you go offensive line there. Maybe you make a move for a quarterback. I don't know, but but a big time signing at wide receiver, I think, would lessen the likelihood that the Giants would go wide receiver at number one in the draft. All right, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, in speaking about the draft, the uh, the draft process is really heating up. The Shrine Bowl practices began on Saturday. That game will be played on Thursday. 
and we gave you guys a preview of some Giants player of some players that the Giants might be interested in, players to pay attention to. We'll be giving you practice reports from the Shrine Bowl each day. Please, uh, you know, go back and check out the ones we've already posted if you haven't seen those. Senior Bowl practices begin this week as well. I believe those are are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We are not in attendance at the Senior Bowl, but we will have daily practice reports and as much information, you know, from the Senior Bowl about who's doing what uh, and, you know, who's there for the Giants and, and who the Giants might be talking to or might be seen, you know, talking to or paying a lot of attention to. We'll be giving you as much information from both of those bowl games as we can as the draft process heats up all right giants fans that's our show for today please uh, stay safe out there take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye